Good morning on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. When we had started a couple of weeks back on this portion of our devotional, we had been talking about something that was asked of Jesus by those of the Sadducees uh, and the Pharisees that had come, the the people that were questioning, the Herodians, uh, Jesus, and they had asked him concerning a man that was married and he died. He had seven other brothers. They also all died. And the question was, you know, this woman is supposed to be married so that she can bring uh, seed to the first brother that was married to her. And of course, eventually the woman died and uh, she died childless. There was no seed. Now, that part of the message or the teaching we have not mentioned And I want to incorporate it today as we look at the glorifying of the Father, glorifying the name of the Father, and how this is also associated with what we had started uh, back a couple of weeks back. But let's read in the book of John. This is where we left off yesterday. And let's look at some of the things that actually come up. John chapter 5, verse 43. I am come in my Father's name. Now Moses, he was sent in the name of Jehovah, and Pharaoh said, I don't know him, I don't know his name, I'm not acquainted with him. And God told Moses, I am going to manifest, I am going to glorify, I'm going to magnify, I'm going to exalt my name through you in this nation and in the nations uh, where you're going to be going into, which was basically uh, the promised land. But he didn't get to make it in, Joshua did. Well, anyway, the people actually had their hearts melt and tremble, knowing and having heard what the God of Israel, or the Jews, the Hebrews, what he had done for them. So that when they came to Jericho, uh, Rahab, she was ready to uh, basically uh, throw up the white flag and surrender, which she did. She believed uh, in in the Lord God Jehovah, and she spared the two spies. And of course, most of us know the story. But let's continue. Let's get back to John. In John chapter 5, verse 43 and 44, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, he, him you will receive. And I made mention of this. When the Antichrist comes in the future, And he makes his covenant with Israel. They are going to receive him. He is coming in his own name. Not in the Father's name. Not in Jesus' name. But he is coming in his own name. And the Jewish people are going to receive him as are many others. He is going to be the Antichrist. Christ has already come. He will have been preached. The final harvest will have been gathered. And... uh, he will be rejected of the of the Jews, but they will receive someone else up until they call upon him. And then they see those uh, uh, holes in his hands and holes in his feet. And on his side, and they're going to ask him, what are those wounds that you have there? And he says, uh, these are the wounds that I received in the house of my friends. In verse 44 of John 5, it says, how can you believe which receive honor one from another, and seek not the honor that comes from God only. 
Now, here's another thing. When we're associating the name of Jesus or the name of God, there is honor that is included and that is bestowed upon those names. It is that honor that we had mentioned uh, earlier that that is associated with the name, just like integrity is associated with the word of God. Now, Jesus in John chapter 10, verse 25, and we're going to have uh, actually a couple of more sessions covering honor and, and glory. Uh, it says, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. So remember, Moses demonstrated the power and the finger of God, the hand of God upon him and Aaron, through the name of Jehovah. We had said that the association of that name is also associated with the power of the Holy Spirit being demonstrated. As is the word of God associated with his integrity and his faithfulness to fulfill his promises and to be faithful to them in the same manner God's name demands honor, demands glory. And when we recognize that, then notice what happens. Jesus said, I came doing the works in my father's name. And they bear witness of me, and still you refuse. That's no different than what Pharaoh did up until the tenth and final uh, miracle that was done there. The, not, not including then afterwards, of course, the pillar of fire, the manna, the Red Sea opening, and the quails coming, and the water from the rock. This is just in Egypt alone. So God was glorified. God was magnified. And Jesus said, if you were to receive and acknowledge the miracles that my father is doing them, then he would be glorified. Notice what it says now as we associate that glory in connection with what Jesus was going to do. In the book of John chapter 12 in verse 28 says, Father, glorify your name. See, there it is again. Whether it's the honor or the glorification or the vindif, vindif, vindification. Oh, I can't even pronounce the word. To vindicate. God vindicating his name because he is attributed to being mean, being wrathful, not being loving, not being merciful. But his name is vindicated. And he does receive honor and ultimately glory. All knee will bow to the name of Jesus. All tongue will confess that he is Lord and God will be vindicated. Ultimately, he will receive the honor, the glory, the power that is due to that name. Then it says, notice, John 12, 28. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. How is he going to glorify his name? in what he is going to do in Christ and how he is going to do it. We have in John, in the previous verses before 28, in John chapter 12, verse 24, it uses the example of the seed. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, 
but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So the seed has to die. The seed has to go into the ground in order to be multiplied, to be effective or productive or fruitful would be the word. But as you look at it, as uh, in the in the book of John in chapter 12, as you look at the, the dialogue that is taking place there, we begin to see something that is being outlined. Starting with verse, uh, as I had mentioned uh, earlier, uh, earlier verses, it's, it says <clears throat> that Jesus answered them saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Then he tells them how he's going to be glorified and how the Father is going to be glorified. And that is going to be by, by Jesus actually being put into the earth. Or let's say into a grave or a sepulcher, uh, meaning that he is being planted. In having died, that is the way that he accomplishes it. Uh, but the scripture says that he said, Father, now glorify yourself. You know, I, I have to go through this. And of course, God said, uh, I have glorified it. I have glorified your name and I will glorify it again. I will glorify myself. And Jesus talks about how he was going to be lifted up and how he would bring glory to the Father. But see, sometimes something that we missed here is Jesus was the Father's seed that was planted on planet Earth to produce after His own kind. We find this principle back in Genesis in chapter 1 where everything produces after its own kind. We're going to identify the seed as Jesus Himself we're going to identify the seed as natural children, whether men or women, uh, uh, boys or girls, that are born of their parents, as those uh, Herodians and, and Sadducees had asked Jesus concerning whose wife and uh, uh, would this woman be in the resurrection concerning bringing up seed. And then we see that Jesus teaches in the parable of the sower sows the seed in Mark, Matthew, and in Luke, he said that the seed is the word of God that is preached. Then he goes on to teach us a little bit more, and I'll, I'll read some of this to, to help us understand. He goes on to explain in one of the other parables, and he goes on to say, and another parable he put forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that sowed good seed in his field. Well, the devil also the devil also sows and plants his seed. So we find that there is the seed of the enemy. There is the seed of God. Jesus being the seed. The word of God that is preached. The gospel is also a seed. And then it talks about another parable in Matthew 13, 31. He said, he put forth another parable unto them, saying that the kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed. And he then goes on to explain that if you had faith like a mustard seed, so it goes to show how the development and how the principle, and it is called the seed principle, works on this planet. In the book of Galatians, it talks, Be not deceived, for God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, he shall also reap. If he sows to his flesh, 
of the flesh he will reap corruption. If he sows to the Spirit, he shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So we begin to see these principles. Then, of course, you can go down to Corinthians where it talks about in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 36, Thou fool, that which thou soweth is not quickened except it die. And it... And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not the body that shall be, but the bare grain. Perchance it may be of wheat or of some other grain. Now, if I was just to stop here and explain, Jesus was the bare grain. The body that he was going to receive, the, the, the thing that was going to be manifested, was going to be a glorified Christ who through the preaching of the gospel, the seed, would be planted in the hearts of humanity and it would produce after his own kind. And then when we die or when the rapture or the resurrection takes place, then the manifestation of the seed, the body that was planted into the ground, will be brought up and we will see the glorified bodies. So once again, we're talking about the seed in Matthew in 2 Corinthians 9.10. It talks about he that ministers the seed to the sower, both ministers bread for food and multiplies your seed sown and increase in the fruits of your righteousness. That is talking about giving. When we give, we are sowing seed. But also when we sow, be not deceived for God cannot be mocked. We're sowing our thoughts, our words, our actions, whether good or bad, and they will produce after their own kind. So in that, either God will be glorified, Jesus will be glorified, or we will bring shame to the name. So once again, we see that Jesus glorified the name of the Father by saying, I will be the seed that will be put into the ground. And when I am resurrected on the third day, he will have conquered hell, death, the grave, the devil himself, and forever sit at the right hand of the Father and have a name that is above every name that is named on both heaven, earth, or underneath the earth. Jesus will have been exalted. And remember, the Father said, uh, or Jesus said, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Well, join us tomorrow on Wednesday as we continue along these lines and we'll be able to look at this a little bit closer and see how God receives honor and glory in the process of the dying and the growing and fruitfulness of the seed. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, keep looking up. Our new bodies will one day be given to us. Amen.